0: This is the word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Jesus is Lord. Are you ready this morning? (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay, we've been talking about worship. How many true worshipers are here? The Bible says God is a spirit and those who must worship God must worship him how. And last week we go to Joshua, remember, Joshua chapter 5. And that Joshua saw a man standing as we were about to approach Jericho or as we were approaching Jericho. And then the man said, Joshua said, are you for us or are you for our adversary?" And then the man said, "I am as the commander of the Lord's army." And he said, "Remove your shoe." And then we look at Exodus also, where Moses was told to remove his shoe because he was standing on holy ground. It looks like you cannot worship without removing your shoe. And then we started with the first uh, person to worship, which was Father Abraham, and that when he was going to the mountain Genesis twenty two to worship he told the servant to stay. At a point, he said, this, you can't go further because I want to go worship and return. So we said worship is a private affair. Hallelujah. Well, under the new covenant, you can do it with people, but it's still a private affair. Worship is deep. And I said that only when you are summoned can you truly worship. Everybody can praise. And the Bible says, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with praise. But when you enter a man's gate and enter a man's house, that doesn't guarantee seeing the man. It can be in his bedroom and you can see this man, he might not see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, worship begins when you enter his gate with thanksgiving, his court will praise. And the king himself says, okay, come. There must be a release from the king. There must be an appearance of the king before you can genuinely worship. But I want to tell you something that transpires in worship this morning. Can I have your seats? Hallelujah. We sing. I bring you more than a song for the song in itself. It's not a song, song is just a little expression of it. Easy hearts. But something supernatural happens in the place of worship. Which I want to talk about today. And that is the essence of worship. Why? When they always told to remove their shoe. You have to understand the mystery of your feet in the Bible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, he said remove your shoe for where you are standing is a holy ground. In other words, I want the sole of your feet to make contact with the ground that is already holy. That creates something. What God is saying that is just very simple. Remember, Jesus sat down one day in John 13, and then he asked the disciples to line up, and they carried water and towel, and they began to wash their feet. What is it with your feet? Remember also that the Bible says, one of the armors of God, the chapter 6, put on the old armor of God, one of the armors is the shoe of the gospel. That means you are supposed to wear something other than what you are wearing physically. But the reason for them being told to remove their shoe, that your shoe represents your part in life that is dirty. Your part in life that is affected. Your walk that is not very thorough before God. In his presence, He takes it away that you might stand in his holiness, not in your righteousness. Are you following me? So when Jesus wanted to walk their feet, he told them to remove their shoe. So God will always make that demand. In the place of worship, you will not receive a divine communication or that divine fusion will not happen until your shoe goes off. That means there is an aspect of your walk in life, walk, I mean, W-A-L-K, your part in life, that God will adjust, that it might fit into his will. Now, I think there is a song that sums it up. See, what happens in worship is this. This is where the Father is going. In the place of worship, your will and the will of the Father, they become one. This is the reason for the bowing down. This is the reason for the separation from all men. It's all towards the, towards one end. The end of the journey is that at the end of the day, not my will, your will, that is worship. In other words, can I tell you this? You can actually worship without singing. When a man gets to a place where his will is totally surrender and Taking away and he accepts the Father's will as His will. That is actually the climax of worship. When I look into Your holiness, when I gaze into Your loveliness, when nothing that surrounds. How many of them know that song? It's not very common. To <laughs> become shadow. I don't know whether they know. It looks like. When I. <laughs> Do you know the song? Hallelujah. Mm. When I find the joy of reaching your heart, when my will becomes, and en- when all things that surround me become shadow in the light of you, I worship you. That is actually the main of worship. I don't know song sang that song. It's an nation song. But that person had an encounter with God because the person just summarized worship when you look into his holiness, when you gaze upon his loveliness, all things that surround you, they become shadow in the light of his presence. Then he said, when I find the joy of reaching your hearts, many times we talk to God, but we don't reach his heart. When that happens, he said, when my will becomes, something, my will is now enshrined in your will. It's taking away, and then it becomes your will, or your will becomes my will. At that time, he said, I worship. That is actually when worship takes place. See, when that happens, There is a supernatural thing that comes on you that man cannot explain. It's like this. In the Old Covenant, the Lord told them that after every seven years, you must release your slave and let your slave go. You must not keep a slave for more than seven years. That's general. But then Moses told them, then the Lord told Moses to tell them, in some cases, some servants will be released. And they will say that now I am independent. Now I don't have to serve anymore. My master has released me. You must release them. and will give them some gifts. It's like learning an apprenticeship under somebody. And then the person will release you. Then some servants will say, I love my master so much. He has given me liberty not to be a slave anymore. But you know what? Now you will come out and testify before everybody that my master has fulfilled the law of Moses. He has given me freedom today. This is the testimony in my hand. I am no more a slave. I'm free. But you know what? I'm going to continue to serve this master because I love him so much and I cannot imagine life without him. Then boy said, if that happens, then the master will bring the servant to the front of the elders and say, say what you have said before everybody. And the servant will say it again that, hey, I love my master, I want to keep serving. Then he said, at that time, they bring him, the master will bore his ear true. They put a mark on the man, and he shall serve him forever. When this happens, the status of the servant moves from a servant to what you call a born servant. As you read the epistle of Paul, you will never find really Paul the servant of Christ, You will find Paul a born servant. In other words, I have lost my will for his. Oh, do to me what you want. Shepherd of my soul. I give you full control wherever you may lead. There is a mark on Christians who have reached this level that is never on the general Christian and people don't know. When the Bible says before a call I will answer if you know it's not yet happening to you, it means that there is a level you have not crossed into. Because God is not a man that should lie. If God says, before you call, I will answer. you are thinking something, and angels are already carrying out. When God has promised that, which is in his word, and it's not happening to you, you should know that it's reserved for certain people. A are the way they will pierce their hair, there is a mark on certain Christians that is not on others. Because when you get to this level, so Paul certainly, remember, when he was saying to everybody, he said, I bear in my body the mark of Christ, said, therefore let no man trouble me. In other words, my ear is bowed. It is impossible for any man to trouble me anymore. I have belonged to somebody. I have lost my will in his will. This is true spirituality. In other words, at that level, when you wake up in the day, there's no agenda instead what he says. "Hi." You cannot even call anything your own again. See, at this level, <laughs> I told you before, one of the men of God that I read this area, he just woke up one day. He said, they are not used drugs. Years upon years in the house. And the son became sick one day and he was dying. And he will pray. He will feel this current in his hand, but nothing happened to the son. Uh-uh. And then he ran to his prayer room and said, Oh God, he's dying. Heal my son. And he was crying. And then he heard the voice. That is the problem. He is your son. He got the message straight. Now They've been battling, praying for days. See, so when you bombard heaven for the same that answer is not coming, they are telling you something. Silence itself is a communication. The guy got the message. He ran back to the boy's room, carried the boy, and said, Lord, heal your son. The boy got, got down from under his hand and went out to play ball. In other words, God was saying that want to reach a level where don't you know you hold nothing again? I own everything. Since when have you started saying my son? It's your soul, boy, it's my son. Because at that level, all that... Jesus said, Father, all that is mine is thine. All that is thine is mine. No separation anymore. But that's where Christianity gets sweet. Hallelujah. Your time has gone to become his time. You'll do exactly what he says. you say, you are not even... <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now you cannot give God commands anymore, but you receive command from Him. Remember where we started from. Jacob put his head on the pillow. A stone as a pillow. After an encounter with God, he turned the pillow to pillar. You lean on pillow, but you bow to pillar. He said, now I see you are Lord to be worshipped, not an errand boy to be ordered around. You know, you hear people even say, I told God, I told God. You know me, I told God. I told God. <laughs> it's a language of those who have not met him. When Job saw him, God only asked Job. He said, Come, see me, you are talking. He said, Now let's talk. Begin to answer this question. Where were you when I created it? After told Job after, said, Okay, I surrender. He said, Now I know. I have heard you by the ears of my head. He said, Now my eyes have seen there and I bought myself the king. Oh, God. Hallelujah. There is hardly any gift of the spirit you will not walk in when you cross into this realm. It is very hard for God to subdue our will. We have our tastes, we have our preferences, we have our... But when a man gets to this, number one, that kind of man can never divorce, that kind of man can never... You can't even... You have reached a place where everything in life. You are just at the center of the Father's will. You are afraid to act out outside His instruction. Then the next thing that happens is that His voice will be very clear to you. You have made up your mind. You will live where He wants you to live. Even when you have $10 billion, if He doesn't say buy another car, you will stay with the one you have. Your will has become His will. The world has faded away, and the only person you are seen is Jesus Christ. This, the cross has become... Is it France of Azuri that they said that he, pray, he meditated on the cross so much that when he died, they found the symbol of cross on his heart. when they did an autopsy. These were men. I have found out that when the Bible says, ask of me and I will give you the nation. Let's be very honest. Some of us can't ask for that right now. Or that we would have asked for Nigeria. Things are happening. People are praying. But one John Ox sent away the queen from his knees in his room. the quote, is, I fear the prayer of John Ross more than the entire army of Scotland. One man. So that's Psalm 2 verse is very true. That ask for me and I will give you the nation. Can God do it? Yes, but who does it, do, who does it do it for? That is the question yet to be answered. It doesn't do it for those who still eat whatever they want to eat. Go wherever they want to go. Like many of us still. So at certain level, the Lord made some promises, but he put them at a level where you also must have reached a level with him for you to be able to operate those things. Just like you don't give terrible gadgets or things to your children at home. I mean, you cannot. No matter how much you love your child, he is four years, so you're not going to give the key of your car to him. Toys he can touch. So in the kingdom of God, there are toys. And this, as far as God has gone with many people, toys, well, you can carry the remote and put on TV in six years, so there's no problem. Or when you see your six-year-old going to your car, it's really a very expensive car. LX <laughs> 570 G-Wagon. A, go, 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 go. I love you, but uh, <laughs> grow more. You are not uh, keeping it away from me because you, no, but it's out of love that see at the level you are right now you cannot undo this kind of stuff right now even if you have very very expensive phone, you keep it away from kids that are just six but they can just uh, the same thing there are things there are deep treasures hidden treasures the bible calls them in the kingdom that God keeps can you imagine that uh, this guy looked up um Joshua, and he says, sun stand still. And the earth actually stood still because the earth is one that around the sun. And it, it just stopped like that. The guy didn't pray for three minutes. One Elijah poured water. He said, oh God, before his fire fell. When we see that these things are not happening to us, we should know that there are, I remember, I can't remember the year, if uh, the guy is living in Nigeria, he said, doctor, another country now, 1994 well, 94 or 95. If you check, that was the year that federal government actually shifted jam. I remember myself and my and brother were with him. It was my brother said he were in the same class. He said, I have not read enough for jam and I just spoke to God today that they will shift jam by six months. And a week after the federal government of Nigeria announced, go and check that year, they shifted jam by six months. One boy. How far can God go for you? He said, I want to study medicine very but I have not read enough. He said, So they are going to shift jam. Even when you make that kind of pronouncement, you have to tell you that to a boy, ah. <laughs> Yet, the Lord does not lie. That it can go to any length for you. But it begins with, just as like the Bible said, Draw nigh unto God. And He will draw nigh unto you. Who starts it? You. So you also have to get God to a level. Then you are brought into from the gate to the house, from the house to certain rooms where authority can be made or can be issued. You do get that now. I might stop any moment from now. I said because of my voice and I'm, I won't preach for long today. But it's important that you get what I'm saying. So, it begins with one thing. Let's start this way. You see, many of the words you use when you worship, do you mean them? There is no I calling no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. There's no I calling, no greater honor. No greater honor. But how long do you spend on that news? Where is the highest place? If you rush, then they believe that you don't really believe what you are saying. You are just saying it. You are just singing lyrics. You are not ministering to the Lord. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone. But you still get angry when people offend you and get back at them. Every breath that I think, every moment I'm with Can God say, stop watching that match now, come and pray. It doesn't say that every time. The Lord just wants to conquer your will. Honestly speaking, when your loyalty has been proven to the king, you will find out that the king is not even against you enjoying life. Enjoy that in the kingdom, it's the nature of the kingdom that the king is assured of your loyalty above every other thing. So, what he now does are that from time to time, he visits you to ask for things that he might get to a point where once he notices that you are older something again, he does that again. It's true. You don't understand. Why they will give some people cars, properties, uh, whatever. And they will not be quick to rush and drive the car. They don't want anything. No shoe. Your feet must touch ground directly. It's a kind of separation between your feet and the holy ground. And the Lord will ask you to remove it. Stand. Stand barefooted in his presence. That means... That aspect of your life, being naked before him, no separation between you and God. A time comes where you become a bond servant like Paul. That was why they prophesied that they would kill him in Jerusalem and he did not change his mind about going. He lost his life to God. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. When that happens, fear will disappear from your life. And then nothing controls you anymore. I have found that nobody prospers like people that God knows that there's nothing he asks from them that they cannot give him. And when you say that, you'll be tested. It's not a word of mouth. Huh? <laughs> Is somebody with me? Believe me sincerely, many of us still have our will. I don't remember the story I told you? Maybe I should share it again and I will, I will start ending. My friend, he's been there to minister before, I think it was during three days dry. And on the third day, when the fasting was to end, the wife was cooking. And you know, when you are like that, you don't eat for three days. I know some of you, you are familiar with that. When the third day comes, and you are 12 hours to the end of the fast, it will look like three days. When you are six hours to the end, it will look like 24 hours. If you are supposed to end... It's going to be seven o'clock that you'll be without food or water, whatever. For six o'clock now, you are five o'clock. See, between that five and six, it will look like eternity. Time will just become so slow. You will think that time has. Look at time again. Three minutes. It's like when you start praying, start learning how to pray for a long time. You pray, switch up the light, pray, pray, pray. You think you are praying for one hour thirty minutes. You look at watch, five minutes. You are disappointed. By the time we can come, that you train yourself. You get, I train myself in secondary school to do this. So it's not an issue. If you ask me to pray for one hour, I wouldn't even have started till the one hour we end. But you see, when I first got born again, I got born again at GSS 3, I struggled also. But well, you know, I have friends who were prayer uh, mantis that time, So it helped me a lot. And I got born again. I was struggling 15 minutes. One of my just said, pray for three hours. What? So I said, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Dear Lord Jesus. So he was fasting. And he was praying. And then the wife knew that was on the end maybe like 12 midnight. So she made pap, milk, whatever. You know, they say you don't eat food direct. <laughs> I'm using this because if you have done over and over again, all those rules don't apply again. So I'm going fast for five days and start eating the middle and nothing will happen. I'm not saying you should try, but if you're first time, you're lying, drop, and you're, going to shock and every boy, see there are some stomachs; <laughs> they, they have adjusted. <laughs> so, anyway, they say, so, that's what I'm So he was trying, so the wife got ready everything, now made that thing rice and chicken. So, when it was around 11, they decided to go and pray. So by the time we're coming out of the room, we just eat the food. And then when he came out, the wife had put the food on the table. Then this, like a silent whisper, the voice of the Lord. You just finished really worshiping me. I've been enjoying your worship. Can we just carry this till morning? Ah, he said no. Ah, <laughs> this one I'm almost there. He said he knew. He opened the cooler, served the food. And once, when the false spoon entered his mouth, the voice became clearer. That I wasn't planning to punish I just wanted to see your obedience. That do you know that by now, I would have given you some gifts of the spirit that would have changed your life. He said, but you chose food. The, the food stayed in the mouth. I don't know how many of you have heard the voice of God. When God corrects you, you will melt. Even a silent whisper from God. See, God is not a man. That's why think very before you start praying that you want to hear the voice of God. Ah, uh, a man of God that you know, whose name was I don't mention, told us he's one of the leading ministers in the country where he is. I mean, where multitudes. And he does this program every year that people will gather at least two, three million people. And this year. When they were about to have the program, he was actually fasting, walking around the area where the church was at night praying. So some people made t-shirts and they put his picture on the t-shirt and they were going to wear. And he didn't say anything wrong. As he was walking, he said he heard the voice of God says, Son, bend down. So he thought something was flying that God wanted him to dodge, and it was on the sound, on the sound. And the Lord said, take that stick on the floor. And he did. He said, draw the diagram of a man. And he did. He drew, he drew a man on the sound. And the Lord said, use your feet to wipe it. And he did. And the Lord said, if somebody passes now, will you know that there was a, an image of a man there? He said, no, sir. He said, if you go beyond your level and take my worship, I will raise you up. The next generation will never know that a man like you ever existed. He said he died standing. Then he felt the hand of God and showed that, that my soul is not to condemn me. I love you, that's why I want you. Don't let them wear t shirts. Millions of people wearing your face. Yes. That was why the year Benny came to Nigeria, they put his image as a backdrop, his picture. He was mad. By the following they removed it. You starting out on the message to Lambas, Nigeria Nigeria, etc. So when they lift up their hands and they are worshiping <coughs> and they face the altar, who are they facing? said so this is the first nation where they will put my picture on the, bar, on the on the backdrop that we had to worship Benin. They say, if God has spoken to you before, that humility will learn it by force. <laughs> God had to tell him that son, no, no, no. I said, I told you just to warn you. Say, so because he stood there and died standing. His voice is power. This, it's not powerful, it's power. Power comes from when God says something. Because He's the Almighty. You see, the Lord doesn't talk the way, way. it becomes what He's saying. When you see Jesus, you see love coming from His eyes. But you see, when He's talking about judgment, you see fire coming from His eyes. Because He's the living Word. He told, when you appear together, take it, take told take it, take it. Come, sir. Huh? He said, When you are praying for the sick, so Jesus told him to kneel down, put his finger here, put his finger here, I'm okay, gonna take his palm. And the thing started boiling. He saw and he said, I have given you a special anointing. He said, When you want to pray for your for the sick, put one hand there, put one hand there. He said, If you feel the fire jumping from one hand to another, while you put your hand there, a demon is present. Command demon to come out. He said, but if you put your hand and you feel nothing, then the person just needs healing. He it's a natural sickness, there's no demon. Because a sickness that is called by demon, if you only use gift of healing in the area of just healing, it might not go. You have to command the spirit to go. So the Lord told him. So anytime you want to pray for people, he said, Do this. Say in the name of Jesus, say you will sense this. So, one meeting, thank you. He called a man out. The man could not bend like this. So the man walked all the way from the house, and Kenneth Egg was praying, put his hand there, and he said, See if he can bend down after praying. So the man tried to bend, couldn't bend. Then he said, "He put his hand again." The and then he saw the fire jumping. And he said, "You foul spirit of infirmity, get out!" He said, "Man, okay, now try and touch your leg." The man tried, nothing worked. And the old child was watching, over ten thousand people. So it became so the man walked back to his streets. Egin felt defeated, but as the man was going back. Jesus just stood, but people didn't see, but they heard what he was saying, what Egin was saying to him. And Jesus said, "I told you, put one hand before one hand behind." That's why you have to be very careful when it comes to the Lord. He said, And call the spirit out and it will come out. But what people were hearing, again said, But Lord, I just did that, it didn't come out. And Jesus said the second time, the Lord doesn't use many words. He said exactly, said, He said, Again, I said when I appeared to you, the first, I said, put one hand at the front, one hand at the back. When you see fire jumping from hand to hand, call the spirit out and it will come out. He said, Lord, I just did that. All these people can testify. I just did that. Now the thing didn't come out. Then he said, the third time, he said, he saw the kind of anger when the apostles walk in unbelief. You know, Jesus rebuked Peter and all of them at times. He would just be like, he said, he just saw the fire in his heart. He said, he just pointed to again. He said, I told you to call the spirit out and it will come out. Except you read the book. What was the problem? You are looking at me. <laughs> because he did exactly what Jesus said. The problem was what he added. When he told the man that see if you can bend down. If Jesus told you that if you command the spirit, it will come out. There's no if he should have just said, bend down right now. So when he added if, he brought unbelief, and that should cycle the power of God. He said, Jesus didn't even tell him he said, oh. When he pointed the hand the third time, like fire came and understanding came. And the man was, he just told him, come back, come back, come back, come back, And he said, put this out, come out, bend. And the man, everybody just got up. The power of God hit the whole horn. When God says something to you and you think it's not coming to pass, go back. See, God, you know, thought service, I've been talking about what? God does not treat word the way we treat words. Every syllable, every word is important to God. That's why he said that anyone who adjusts his word will stand to face danger on the day of judgment. His word must not be adjusted. If God says, go to Adeni Jones, Allen and Toye. Never go to Toye, Allen, Adeni Jones. We have a problem. Did you get that? Because there are no mistakes in God. To a man, are these areas adjusted together? Okay, I will cover this one. For one should do it you have opened the door for the adversary. you follow because he is the Lord. Even ancient kings, you must not adjust their word. (laughs) Thank God I didn't come in those days. I have seen where, all those epic movies, where the king will tell them to capture a terrible, deadly man alive. The man will kill almost all the soldiers, but the king has said that you must bring him to me. Even if he's killing you... (laughs) in our time. Which king? (laughs) But you see, that was how they were in those days. If the king said, bring the man to me, even if you get there and the man has 2,000 soldiers and you you have gone with 10,000 and he has killed 9,000, you'll come back and get more soldiers, you cannot say the kind of weapon he's using, we have to shoot him. If the king says, bring him, you have to bring him. It's authority. Yeah. You know, it's only, I've seen a bit of that. When we I don't want to also mention where this happens because people watch and I don't want them to know when I talk about very sensitive matters. One of our friends lost his life. His father was a, a traditional ruler in a particular village in southwest there. He came from, he went to do masters abroad and he came back and then he had this disease, but he was treating it. And then abroad, he was doing fine, a very wonderful Christian. Then he got married. He was, then he came back to Nigeria to do a research, research a res- and then when he was doing that in UI, he became sick, and he had not been to the house since he came to Nigeria, not seen his father He was planning that maybe the following go and see his father. And he became so sick, and his colleague carried him. One particular day, he began to have like seizure, and it, it looked he like was passing, so they were rushing him to UCH, in my friend, in a, in a, a friend, somebody, my brother's friend's car they were taking him to usage, rushing him. It, at that point, somebody mentioned to the father, your son has been around for some day and he has not seen you. And the father, the father just picked his phone. See, Satan is weak. It, it, it wasn't the father's boy. See, the whole thing was just arranged to kill the boy. Then the father called the friend who was driving and said, my son is and he has not seen me. I said, Cabiz. he said, order, bring him to my palace now. And the guy driving was from the same hometown. And he understood the meaning. He managed to say to the that sir, we are a few minutes away from UCA. We are not even sure whether this guy will make it alive. The king just said it once. I want to see him now. The boy understood the meaning. They turned back from UCA. They drove back. By the time they were driving to the village, the boy just died. They showed the, the, the God that the father just made a dead body. You know, as a king, he stood there. He felt bad. He cried, but he didn't show emotion. He just said, no problem. You know, as a king, in those days, you must not run. Anybody waiting for you must wait. You walk and there is a pace a king must not walk beyond. You must not double that pace. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? And nobody must see the king cry. So I a king, when you want to cry, you first go inside. You lock the door. But before the people you keep a straight eye. But when you are alone... <laughs> are you... Are you with me? <laughs> it's one of them that I told you also that some of them, I had like two of them I glass agreeing you know, on that king must not beat anybody, any of his children. That if he beats you, it's like the old time beating you. He said you are likely to die. I don't know. that was all for their own village. He said, So if the father wants to beat you, we'll ask them to beat you. But he must not raise his hand against anybody. So when they take them to that with us to do all those rituals when they want them from today whatever you do, the whole town is doing. So you beating a person, if you slap a person and you have 200,000 people in your village, it's like 200,000 people slapping one man. That's what they said. so the man will not survive. So that's what they say so you don't raise your hand against anybody. If any of your children does something wrong, call people. You have people all over palace to help you beat them. You can sit down, watch them, but you must not do it yourself. So you cannot, you can't, if you are the one that abuse, you can't hit your wife, you can't hit anybody. And there was so much training that you don't forget any of these things. So you cannot say, "I ah, got carried away. You cannot. See, you don't understand why they ask them to hold that thing that they shake. And then they pull crown And they make you wear a very heavy regalia. Part of it is to make you be conscious of who you are. So that you don't act out of emotion. That means you want to hit someone, now you have to drop the like, Yoruba. Drop all those things too. So, before you do, you, something will remind you that you cannot operate like a normal person. Yes. But I don't know the kings of now. <laughs> but <laughs> Hallelujah! Is somebody with me? Oh, worship led me to this. <laughs> I like Minister say so worship is all I do. When I see you face to face, start starting now. When we sing, we worship. In the place of prayers, we we'll begin with praise. Take it deeper. Take it deeper. In the place of worship is where the voice of the Father opens to you. Men and brethren, everybody listen to me and those who are watching. There are questions in your life. Only in the place of worship answers can come. There's no pastor, no prophet, no apostle that can answer to certain questions. Because worship is the part that has to do with the will, your will. The reason why you were made. Yes. Actually, you were created to worship. So it's in the place of worship that every other purpose will be revealed. Why God has brought you here. There is so many, there is so much about yourself that you don't know and nobody knows. Even your parents don't know. But in the place of worship, revelations start coming. Eyes are open. It is true. When you cast your crown, you begin to see in the king the true essence of your life. And men and brethren, this is where power comes from they asked Pastor Bernard, what time do you experience miracles, people getting up from which year. So when I begin to sing, when they join me to sing and their eyes are off their problem, their eyes are off the auditorium, if everybody is looking onto Jesus, people start getting up from which year without me touching anybody. Say so because when it's real, power is real and everything is real. But you know what? You don't need to get to a crusade ground. This can happen in your room this evening. That's why I'm telling you the protocol. Separate from others, let him remove your shoe. Come as to her. But in the place of worship, revelation will come on things again. get. First of all, remove your shoe, go on your face. You might do that physically, but the Lord will also do it for you spiritually. And when that happens, you start hearing the inaudible, even where you are. And from that day, even if you do it once, you will notice that something has been added to your life that was not. You just become a different person. Every worshiper can tell. Every worshiper can actually tell. Every worshiper. He has had one experience before in the place. So that's Paul Joshua in his room. He just saw that it was not on the ground. It was leaning down. It was up like this in the air. He grabbed the seat because a wing carried him from the floor. When he got about four feet above the floor, he grabbed the chair he could grab. That was when he opened his hand saw so that the chair was down. It was up. He was holding the chair like this to survive. Maybe an angel just carried him. And when they saw he was afraid, they left him again. They brought him down. He landed. Of course, he ran out of the room. Yes. Before people left, she was telling me one day when she locked up herself, also, and she began to Somebody breathing with heaviness. I didn't know whether it was is it God's spirit or what's going on here until the room was filling the whole thing. She too run away. Because there is a measure you can take, there's a measure you cannot take. But you see, from that day, you are marked. Something begins to happen. Even when you are driving, you just now, you are not an ordinary person anymore. They've been asking you to confess, you to say, but now in reality, you know. I've taught your grace. My life has changed. Something has been adjusted about you. Now, when you make this your lifestyle, worship. Hallelujah. You will only make requests when it's born from the Spirit. Soybu cannot even tell God that I want a male child, then female. You know, the way Soybu read. Some read things to God and God accepts. He tell God, I want three children: female, male, female. And God says, No problem. <laughs> At the level you are, and he gives them. Some other people they ask God, I want female, male, male, they are female or true, or male or true. It's like, or some other people they are wise in that. You don't make it it comes from your spirit. You don't fabricate requests from your soul. It's a deep level. For children, it gives them what they want i told God, I want to work in IMF. IMF, here you are. But you see, when God is even answering that kind of prayer, I remember, the king will ask him for something. He will leave in IMF. You are enjoying IMF. God will just come one day. After four or five, you can say that, are you ready to leave IMF? And let me send you to wherever I'm sending you to. Or, in your IMF work, what have you given to us? We need something from your work. Because it's divine partnership. I get what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I saw what a brother wrote one time. I want a lady, yellow, measure the height, even the physical appearance. And then I told the guy. <laughs> then he, he, the parts that got to him. you know, It's a very spiritual guy, but there was a part he wrote there that he himself was a little ashamed of. You know, Okay. Well, it's church, I can talk. I can talk. So, because he wrote a part there that he wants a, a, a lady that is busty. So he was asking the pastor, is there anything wrong? I said, <laughs> I said, number no, one, no, looking at the way you look spiritual, I never thought that that kind of request. <laughs> but I said, oh, please, I'm not. I said, let me not. I said, but sincerely, that you don't look like a brother whose attention is on such. I mean, you look only, so only people, you also think. I said, however, I said, let me ask you one thing. It's not about what you're asking, God, how you want the lady to look. I said, it's about what is fueling that request? And for the first time, actually, what is fueling? Forget about whether it's wrong or right. The question is, this what you want. Why do you want what you want? And what is sponsoring the desire for this kind of thing? Then he thought about, could it be that you've been checking some things online? Could it be that your soul is in a state where actually you need God to correct something, but rather you are making a request according to the loss that is in your soul? When, when it's, I say, I don't know God, in tell me which I'm just asking you, I said, but the problem is that if it's this second one, if it's that your picture is coming from a soul that is not well set. When you have the kind of girl you want, do you think do you really think it will stop there? So you are going to live with that one girl for how many years? And what happens when she starts giving birth and her shape changes? I said, so you need to ask a question because it will stop here. Another day also you will respond to external stimuli. You will again, and there will be a problem. So it is good that you question our requests. Yes. and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.